Welcome, 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 welcome to the comic. 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 Comic zone. What's going on, nerds? This is Mike. This is Bill. We got this is the Comic Zone. We got Ty in the house. It's, uh, is he Ty Canning? Yeah. Welcome. Thanks for coming on the show I always today. think like Cannon, just from watching that video, you knocking that dude out with your arm all fucked up. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that was a Cannon, though. Yeah, that's my uh, my ring name, Tyler the Cannon Canning. So. Hell yeah. Dude, that video is what brought my, you to my attention. Like, you, it popped up. I don't even know where. But I watched it, and did you get to watch it, Bill? I couldn't find it, no. Okay. I got some of your more motivational stuff, which I um, was digging. So kind of tell that story for us, just so if anybody hasn't seen it, like, what happened there so uh i was in uh in the fight and i like one of the first punches i threw i threw to his body and his elbow came down and he hit my uh hit my bicep and it tore so then i I had to fight uh for about a minute with uh, my bicep torn i didn't (laughs) i didn't realize it was torn until i tried to throw it and i had like nothing (laughs) yeah yeah Dude, what did that feel like, like tearing your bicep? Uh, it hurt pretty bad, honestly. I thought being like in the fight and my adrenaline pump, and I didn't think it would be that bad, but it hurt really bad. <laughs> yeah. So. It well, was a Swedish massage. Like you can see in the, in the if you're watching like your face, it's like you point at your shoulder at your corner and you're like, like what the fuck? And then it's like. In my mind, it's like you were like, oh, I got to finish this like right now because I'm not getting off out of the corner like into the next round. Yeah, my biggest my biggest thing is I like I went to go throw a hook and I realized my arm was pretty bad and I looked down and my I could tell I tore my bicep right off the bat. And oh, my God. So I, uh, I said, yeah, I got to finish it now. I mean, I, I would have went out and fought the whole fight with a torn bicep, but... I know the doctor would probably wouldn't your arm let wouldn't let you though. Yeah, like you couldn't use it at all, right? No, I yeah. After after I tried to throw it and I seen that I had tore it, I basically just tucked it in and went at yeah. it with one hand. So. Yeah, and like just went after him viciously and put him in the corner and just dropped him. I was like, God damn! And then like I hit you up like pretty much immediately after that. I was like, Oh, dude. We need to do a podcast. <laughs> Definitely. Well, thank you guys for having me on. I appreciate it. Cool, man. We'll get into more of that stuff. Um, but of course, we got to. So do... I, I got a question for y'all. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we have a new, so a new month, a new different series of questions. Uh, last year we were doing this, this pick four heroes. So now I have a different question for y'all. You can have no. as many. You can have as. Uh, different and as many answers you want but besides thor what real life person do you think or fictional person has should have the ability to pick up mjolnir oh like who, who should else be is able worthy to mm. real or fake my first instinct was mr rogers i think mr rogers oh, yeah. should handle should there's be like able to memes of that though there, yeah there's a like a fan fiction little comic about it but that's like it you got to be pure of heart and he definitely was probably uh steve Irwin could do it yeah tame croc uh, the crocodile hunter alligator loki <laughs> <laughs> okay that's you pretty good? what you got any what do you think um <laughs> <laughs> I'm not he, sure. he don't know. <laughs> He's like, dude, I fight. What are you talking about? <laughs> anyway, so let's get into check this shit out. Oh yeah. So each week and we try to bring you cool stuff that's happening that's worth checking out. So cool. A lot of new stuff happening streaming everywhere. Everywhere, everywhere. Umbrella Academy season three is out. And uh Yep. Excited to watch that. Right. Came out this last 
I haven't even watched that whole show though. I watched like a couple episodes, and I was like, eh. I really dug it. It was like X Men, but if Professor X was like chaotic neutral. Hmm. That's, but I don't know. I love the music, the rock and roll kind of fla- flavor to it. Um, and the, it, it was written by the guy the from Chem- cool. My Chemical Romance, I believe. Oh. Somebody, Jared, I don't know. I don't know. My brain doesn't work as fast as Google. <laughs> so Google it. Yeah, I could. You could. Yeah. <laughs> but another thing that's really cool, I'm excited about the new Batman series uh, starting at number 121. It's going to be written by Chip Zardesky. Um, oh, uh, and five. A new Batman, like so. So a new. Snake. Can we give it a rest? It's the main storyline. It's the the Batman. the uh, pinnacle Batman. It's the Batman, not an offshoot. So the main story, the main book, is written by Chip Zardesky. The interesting thing is he's also going to be writing Daredevil at the same time. That's cool. So he will be writing for, I wonder if he'll fix Kinda the like, blind bat in the... Like Frank Miller-esque? Yeah. But he's a, he's a... How do you say that? Is it Miller or whatever the I fuck? I always said you Miller. Gotta, you gotta church it up. Uh, I don't know, because there's two Frank Millers, right? I don't know. I'm there's looking probably, at them. There's probably <laughs> you. Miller's not a... Huh? Miller is a very common last name. Well, yeah. Sure but I meant like you. I meant more like not on the planet. Like, is there a playwright or something too? Something like that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I got a little news though. Overwatch Two's coming out. What was it? August eighth, which is pretty cool. If you play that game at all, uh, have you played that? No, no. Oh, uh, Xbox. I have one, but I don't play it as much as I want to. I got too much shit going on. <laughs> it's yeah. a competitive shooter, like first-person shooter arena type things. You're doing kind of mission, like team missions, almost against the other team instead of just shooting at each other. Nice. Uh, the first one came out quite a while ago. It's like six years ago or more. So that's coming out August eighth. Nice, nice. Have you been watching Miss Marvel? No, no, dude. I just finished up. It took me like a week to watch like three episodes of The Boys. Well, you're not alone because I like it's look not at my good ratings as far as Miss Marvel goes. No, that I think it's worth checking out. I think it's better. What the boys? Yeah, yeah, the boys is better, but Miss. <laughs> But Ms. Marvel's worth watching. Okay. I'll watch it. You know, it's it's different for sure. It's a little slow, but still gotta finish Obi Wan. Yeah. I've got the last I haven't seen the what, episode six that just or now seven. I I only mentioned Miss Marvel because it's getting low low ratings, but I think overall it's it's a pretty good production. We've been critical of a lot of stuff being kind of lackluster i think they put a lot of good energy into it and for that reason as far as check this shit out i think it's worth worth a nod i think somebody on the group was it dave diaz yeah he was just talking about that about how it's Mm -hmm. like the best show he thinks yeah which is interesting i was like it felt very spider-man like young spider-man but it's a different character so it felt fresh um some of the girly aspects i didn't relate to but it was still entertaining it had kind of a modern feel as far as like almost like meme-ish but it still was kind of comic booky with like pow and like he mentioned after effects on it and uh yeah he mentioned the um, the community aspect of the show like there's like Lots of characters that she knows that live around her and whatnot. Yeah. In that community aspect, he said it reminded him of living in Chicago, I think, when he was a kid. He said that. I didn't really understood what that meant, but now... He's thinking more of, like, the cultural community aspect of the show. I've just never lived in Chicago. That's where I was like, it didn't... Well... I think that's just what he relates it to, but like in general, you could say that about a lot of places. Most people don't know what it's like to live in Wyoming. <laughs> well, yeah, 
But yeah, if you get out of here <laughs> once in a while, you see that it's it is uh, pretty diverse out there, buddy. I'm still, as far as stuff that's coming up, I'm looking forward to Sandman. I'm still counting down the days till August when Sandman starts streaming. Okay. Yeah, you are excited about that. You always bring it up, but I don't ever, I don't know what to say because I don't know anything about it, that show. So you go in cold. It's or, very or whatever logical. What did you say it was connected to? Lucifer and shit? Death. Is, I mean, well, it's it's like a, it's a story of gods and kind of a pantheon story. No, but it's like connected to another show. Or yeah, whatever. Lucifer, Constantine. Constantine came from, from that as well. Okay. Um, yeah, Lucifer, Morningstar. That show, Lucifer, though. But it uses, it pulls a lot of myth, like there's Cain and Abel or, or characters in it, almost kind of a weird comic team, if you will. So he's like uh, got sleep powers or some shit. He's the Lord of Dreams. Mm-hmm. So he's he he is Throw the Lord sand of all in the your dream eyes. world. He one of his things is sand, and he can. But he was he was like downright brutal to some people, especially like because they originally they capped capped they capture him, and uh, the people who end up being captured, he gives them the curse of never being able to sleep. For all of his life. That would so suck. he's well, alive in a constant nightmare. <laughs> oh my god. So I mean it's You'd go to you would go insane pretty fast though. So this is like Vertigo comics back in the day, which is now became, you know, black label comics. So You would go you would go insane pretty fast if you fucking couldn't sleep. And don't you like It only took a couple pages. Yeah. But like if uh it, it would take only like a week or two. Yeah, it'd be pretty hard. You'd be, you'd go pretty nuts. Fucked up. <laughs> you'd go pretty nuts. I mean, look at people on meth, bro. They fucking lose their goddamn minds. <laughs> like for yeah. real. And we've you, the evidence is out there to see here in Casper. Unfortunately, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, dude. I saw this fucking chick. Straight. Uh, I thought she was jamming the fuck out to music. <laughs> Because she's fucking jerking around and jumping all over in her fucking front seat. And I'm like behind her on the interstate. (laughs) And I'm like, okay. So I like, I'm following her off the uh, exit and I get next to her and there's no music. Zero music and she is like fucking almost jumping over into her passenger seat. (laughs) Fucking biting her lips off. And just like looked at me and like stopped. She like fucking froze. And like I was like, how's it going? Uh, yeah, it was pretty Try switching weird. to decaf. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's decaf meth. Yeah. I just, I just seen some guy. I was coming over from the gym last night and this dude was right next to the library and he had his pants all the way down to his ankles. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know what the hell he was doing, but. Dude, that is. <laughs> God damn it. I, when I went to Albuquerque, I saw this chick fight nobody in the middle of the street. Like, so we pull up to the fucking stoplight and we're chilling. And this chick has a shopping cart and she's cruising and like was G'd up from the feet up. She had like a flat wheel hat on. Fucking like had a pretty good set of clothes on. But she was like pushing the shopping cart. And then in the middle of the street, she just started fighting an invisible person. <laughs> and it was it was a pretty detailed fight. Like, she was fucking, she, she pieced him up first, knocked him down. And then when they hit the ground, she ran up and started with the kicks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Stops. And was winning. I th- I'm pretty sure she won. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she won. That's crazy. So. So, speaking of fights, as far as your record goes, uh, so you're, are you a, are you pro? Are you, yeah. okay, how many pro fights do you have? I have tw- 13 pro fights. 13? Nice. And so, of course, that last one, uh, you tore your bicep, um, 
God, that was fucking. That was such a dope fight, dude. I've watched it a, a bunch of times just because, and it leads into what we're gonna talk about later on. Is like your motivational stuff, and like that's why I felt like you, over some like dickhead that's just like selling motivation that hasn't done anything. Yeah, and there's a lot of those kind of guys. Yeah, but like that took a fucking shitload of heart. To fucking, like, you have a legit injury. You got to worry about, like, what, like, what is your, your future is going to be. Like, that's a fucking really bad. Yeah. And to be able to, like, look at that, see that you're really hurt and keep going. I still need to win this fight, though. Yeah, no, there was no, there's no, uh, that's really the first, well, I tore my, I tore a tendon in my hand, one of my fights, like my third pro fight. And I fought the whole fight with the torn, did it the first round. But that's the first where, like, I couldn't even throw my arm that I've done. But uh, I basically, when I go in there, I go in there to to win. Like, there's nothing. Go out on your shield for sure. Yeah. yeah if I, like, and you did. You did almost. Like, that was really impressive. And... I'm stoked that you came, like, you were down to come on here, and I can tell you that in person, because well, I was appreciate like... appreciate it, man. Thank you. And, like, like I said, like, any fucking douchebag can sit there and make inspirational speeches and not do shit at all and just be successful at selling motivation. Yeah. And there's a ton of those guys. Yeah. And you're not, like, selling it, though, either. You're just out there trying to motivate people. Yeah. And try to get people to be the best version of their self they can be, which I think is really dope because I'm all about that. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely, um, you know, that's, you know, something my coach taught me. Um, I lost him about a year ago. Actually, this last Thursday, I'm, I lost him. Would it be a year from when I lost him and took over the gym and everything? And, you know, he was just a big part of everybody's life and, helping people and I, I want to be like that so that's kind of you know where i'm going at towards this hell so. yeah yeah it's awesome dude um and and again your entire as i watched your videos as you're like recovering from your injury and i came in like late probably late into your recovery on that yeah i'm uh and, but like I could see your videos like past ones because I like went in and I was like watching stuff and I'm like, you never lost uh, that positive attitude as yeah. far as like, I'm going to get better and it'll be fun. Like, and we'll move on and just keep getting strong while, while, uh, while I'm recovering, like keep my body strong, keep everything else strong and then work on the arm when it's ready to work and uh, that impressed me too yeah no a big thing you know like uh like with the doctors and stuff they were super like negative and they're telling me like oh yeah you're not gonna be able to do anything for three months and i told them ah fuck that i, I believe in you know positive thinking and i think you know like I mean, literally, I had a cast for two weeks on, and as soon as I got that cast off, I was back in the gym trying to... I was shadow boxing already, and I was gone. I mean, it wasn't that good. But, I mean, I'm actually... Today marks three months from my surgery, and uh, I'm... I mean, I'm almost fully fully recovered. I deadlifted 300 pounds. And it was your right arm? My left arm. Your left arm? It looks fucking... Yeah, I mean Pretty it's good, man. It's I mean it hurts still when I work, but I mean I I get past it. I like um I I'm basically full training again. I I mean I'm not like maxed out to where I'm lifting as heavy as I was and stuff, but for the most part I'm pretty much fully recovered. I'm sparring already and doing everything. So, I mean, like I said, I think a lot of the times, if you listen to everybody and all the shit, and they tell you, you know, oh, you can't do it for this, I'm, I'm not about that. I, I believe in, if you think it and you believe it, it's going to come quicker, so. Yeah, do you have any tricks to staying positive or kind of keeping that proper mindset or hacks, you know? So, <clears throat> what, what one thing I like to do is I like to start my morning off right. I, uh, I started out with... Uh, First thing I do, I, I get up and I take a ice cold shower. 
Um, and then I get up and I, I, I meditate or pray, whatever you want to call, call it. I'll sit there and I'll pray. Um, and then I, uh, I have a, like a vision board and I write my goals down and I write all my goals down that I want to achieve. And I'll sit there for about 15, 20 minutes and I'll just visualize me making my dreams come true every morning. And, uh, and uh, that's that's that. And then I also, another thing I like to do, um, I just started doing this. Um, I got this from Ed Milet. Um, I actually put, for every hour, every hour I put a, a, a uh, like an alarm on my phone. And I look at, every time that hour goes up, I look at my vision board just to keep, make sure that I'm actually staying at doing something positive, like I, what I want to make achieve. So if I get into like a negative mindset or like, I'm not doing what I feel like I should be doing. As soon as that goes off, I look, I'm like, Oh, well that ain't going to get me where I need to be. So, you know, I mean, we're not perfect. I'm not going to get it every, mm-hmm. not going to be a hundred percent doing it right all the time. But the more you think about it, the better. Yeah, visualization is really important to, like, people that succeed. Well, a lot lot of people anyway. Like, high achievers, people that are just, like, high-achieving people, like uh, champions and people that, you know, they're obsessed with what they do. And it's like, yeah, they do visualize that all the time. They want to be the best. Like Michael Jordan, for example. Like, all he could ever envision was him winning like he couldn't and if he lost he was like what fuck that like so when he got pummeled uh was it the pistons yeah the pistons yeah so that when they came in when we're triple teaming him in that with the first time they face or like when they came in and like we're triple teaming him knocking him down and he realized oh shit i'm not athletic enough i'm not like he was taking those hits because yeah. every time he'd go into the paint, they would knock him down. Yep. And so he, they called it the Jordan rules. It's like when they played against him, he would, they would play that crazy triple team style and fuck him up. Yep. It's like, don't even give him a chance to shoot or even get close. So the next season, Because he's like, fuck, I can't, like, take that. Like, they're kicking my ass. So he came back the next year and was, like, he was working out on the offseason just, like, getting in badass shape. Yep. And that's when he went and won all them fucking championships, like, went on the tear after that. Because it's like, without that, though, like, that motivation and, like, visualizing and seeing that, you know, I got to fucking step it up yep, and stay on it. And that's how you win. It is. You just got to be, you know, you got to outwork everybody. You got to always be thinking, you know, I said, like I said, you can't, you're never going to be perfect, but if you can, if you can make it. So more of the time you're thinking positive, it's crazy. Um, there's a book that I read called Atomic Habits. And, you know, one thing I think, that you could do it's it starts with like starting taking small steps and if you could take a small step every day to being better Mm -hmm. it it really adds up that's crazy it's like you're because i think the same things like i totally feel that way too it's like as far as being like i think that's where a lot of people see like fighting depression or like becoming better be doing the thing that they want to do or whatever it is is like they see it as like this huge mountain that they can't climb yeah but if you do things in small increments you just set tiny goals small goals i'm gonna start oh if you want to lose weight i'm gonna do a 10 push-ups a day yep or i'm gonna try to until i can do 10 yep and then it's just like small things small things so i want to do one pull-up just forever yeah. for my life. If you I've can't fucking do one, do yeah, and then, and then when you do that pull up, you're gonna be like, fuck without, yeah, without, without and then jumping. you'll, well, yeah, that's how a pull up goes. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's the only way. Yeah, I have, yeah, I've, for I've sure though. For body strength, exactly. Like it's important to not like put 
huge tasks in front of yourself, especially when you're in a vulnerable state already. Yeah, it's it's definitely if you start start too high, you'll definitely uh, you'll knock yourself down quicker. So that's why it's always best to start small. Right. You know, if you you know you're not gonna climb Everest in a day, so no, you got to train for that. Yep. You got to get ready, and like people die doing that shit. Yeah, like, you know what I mean. And it's like yeah. maybe a big metaphor there, but like still, sometimes problems can feel like that though. It's like you're, yeah. and then so you just got to take it easy and like have faith that you're gonna fucking succeed no matter what. Yeah, and, and a lot I see a lot of people get stuck in the past. You know they don't want to move. You know they don't want to move forward. They just want to stay. Stay in the past, but one one thing that I really I realized is you know the past the past you can't change it so there's no point in fucking sitting. That's in it tough anyway. though. That can be tough. It's the saying you know living in the past is depression. Living in the future is anxiety. Mm. You know like the the from like what I've learned from meditation is being in you know all there really is is now. Yeah. In this moment and like meditation, it really is and, like and that. or prayer, just kind of boiling it down to the simple thing of a breath in and out yep. mm-hmm. and you know starting there and i also like to think of the shortest uh complete sentence in the english language is i am yep hmm. nice um. <laughs> i could hit my little bells over there but i'm too far away is that what you do do you like no chill in the lotus position and shit no i i use like the headspace app so it's just kind of like a guided meditation I liked it at first. They've changed up a lot of it because early on, he this dude has like a British accent and he's bald. So I really thought he was the young uh, Professor Xavier. So I thought I was, I pretended I was training to be an X-Men and it made it so much cooler. Like you were oh, yeah. honing your psychic powers. Not Yeah. So it's like, oh, it's trained to be an X-Men. Mm-hmm. Trying to shatter a glass with your mind. Although you can with, I've seen that with the myth Mythbusters when the dude shattered a glass with his own voice. Yeah. If you get the resonance of that frequency exactly, it will shatter. The dude did it just with his own voice. I watched this dude on YouTube. He made a giant foghorn. Uh, like a big one. Yeah. Like a fucking, they took it out in the desert and like they could hear it from fucking like <laughs> two fucking miles away. It was oh, nuts. That's what that was this weekend? No. It was in wherever the fuck, Texas or something. Yeah. But, dude, they shattered a pane of glass with it. It was pretty neat. That's cool. Sound is movement. Definitely. Definitely. So you're looking to start, like, training some people, right? You're hoping to open a gym or what what was your plan i i I have a gym already i have a boxing gym um oh yeah you took over you took over that one so so yeah i have its name uh champions boxing that that's here in casper yeah it's it's in the atrium plaza um we're upstairs uh we do a boxing class three nights a week you know um basically you know i'm trying to reach out to you know at-risk youth people like that you know i was a troubled kid and boxing saved my life so i you feel like talk to the guy from the void you yeah know the vo- you know who he is or you know who that is he's trying to do a lot of kind of he's trying to do a lot of out of the box thinking and i don't think he you know he might be somebody if you're looking in that area might be somebody worth connecting with oh I'm, i might have to do that like yeah thank you nice but uh, yeah, it's an interesting place. I'm almost thinking we should get him on the show sometime. You should. Yeah. Just because he's trying to do something totally different in in Casper, so you know, more nice. for kids and stuff. But or I don't know if kids is well. I'm, I'm an old fart. They're all kids to me. Stay off my lawn. Well, boxing. I feel I felt that way too because I was all about basketball when I was in high school. Like that's all I fucking did. Like yeah. all. If I had a spare moment, I was in the gym, like practicing my free throws or doing something. Dude, I walked around with fucking ankle weights on like all the time, <laughs> <laughs> like ten pounders, just so I could jump higher. Did it work? Yeah, it totally does. Cause yeah. like you, it's like uh, you get used to that weight, and then when you take them off, dude, like you playing them too. 
so I would play in them like most pickup games. But if we got like a big game together, I would take them off and I could totally jump higher. So another Absolutely. something that reminded me of a, a Destiny's Child when they were coaching, the coach made them sing and run the track at the same time <laughs> in key and perfect. So then when they were on stage performing, Making they had the stamina and energy to keep keep the show going. There's something awesome. to that. Like, so uh, it sounds brutal and, and probably was pretty <laughs> cruel, but... <laughs> that would be hard. <laughs> that would be. So I fucking was really into basketball. Like last, seriously, the last day of high school. We were playing one one last game in the gym. And... I went up for a, a rebound and came down on this dude's shoe and rolled my foot. Like, that was the only foot that hit the ground. Oh, geez. So all of my weight rolled my ankle over and, like, damn near snapped the tendon and it, it stretched it really far. And then so I, like, literally could not play basketball for, like, two years because I would feel good. And then I would take it off and be walking, and then it would just be like, yoink, and roll it again. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, man. And I couldn't figure out, like, what to do. I was like, and so I was, like, partying a lot and getting all fucked up. <laughs> and so I was like, I don't know what got me thinking it, but, like, I went to the boxing club. Cause I was like, I got, I got to fucking, I got to do something. Cause like, I'm just being a fucking turd right now. And I got into boxing probably, uh, yeah, like two years after that injury. And I was like, if I do this and I'm like, cause there was like a lot of jump rope and like footwork and shit. So I'm like, that'll like strengthen it. Yeah. And it totally did, and I like got obsessed with boxing, and I didn't really play basketball much after that. Nice. And I did it for a long time, but eventually I went into the military, and then I just haven't been back to a gym yet, but I'm sure I'll get back there. Like, yeah, you'll have to come check out our Yeah, gym. like, yeah, your gym, fuck, why not? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, a little bit, like, so, like, about me, like, I had about 90 amateur fights. Um, I won a national title. Um, I fought on HBO in 2013. Nice. So. Um, so what was your hardest, like, fight? Because I haven't really, like, gone over your record. I tried to, but it was, like, harder to, like, I didn't, I don't know what, oh, is that my phone? Um, yeah, I tried to check it out. I think I got uh, caught up in something else like while I was going over your stuff. So, like, was this your hardest fight, your last one, just because of the injury? Or do you, like, who's the toughest guy you fought, do you think? I guess I'd say the toughest fight I ever had um, was I actually, uh, when I was an amateur, and I remember the first year I went to Nationals, and I got the guy, the very first day I was at Nationals, you got to fight like five days in a row to win. And I got the guy that won like every single national tournament that year. And he beat, he beat the, I had like five fights and he whooped my ass. <laughs> that's, that's probably the worst, that was the worst fight I ever had. I like, I remember going, I was like, had like five fights. This dude had like over a hundred fights and he just oh beat my, my ass. He, he beat me, yeah, it was bad. So like how... Was it at least fast? Like he just whooped your ass real quick? Or yeah, was it... he beat me in the first round. Yeah, he beat. Okay, I was. Yeah, I was. Well, like... at least it was quick. He didn't just like drag it out. So, what's a situation that was very trying and very difficult at the time, but afterwards became like something very valuable to you? I'd say just this last fight when I tore my bicep, just being able to push through. Because I know, like, I just seen some guy the other day on the BKFCs. He tore his. He was winning the fight, and he tore his bicep, and he quit. Yeah, and that's just, what I'm saying. Most people would just quit because you would see that you're hurt like that, and you're like, oh, fuck, I can't. This is just a fight. I don't, I don't have to. But you were like, oh, I need to fucking knock this dude out right now. Yeah, that's just. Like, right fucking now. That was Flip the switch. Yeah, it yeah, totally, I, dude. It's like that in the video. You see him, like 
just kind of like square up and he's like okay like and there's like a minute left yeah there was like a there yeah we i fought like i think well there it was almost two minutes left i mean there, was there well no i guess there would have been a minute left because there's a minute 40 something i think when it stopped they stopped it so yeah i'd have okay. had about a minute yeah yeah left. yeah so i mean close you're like i don't have a lot of time because i don't know if I well, I knew it. I knew as soon as <laughs> as soon as I looked at my arm and I seen it all like I seen my bicep up in my shoulder. I'm like, shit, the doctor ain't going to let me fight after this. So I'm going to have to stop it now. Yeah. And you just kind of curled your up arm up and went after him with the other one. And like he just pushes this dude into the corner, like bullies him into the corner, and knocks him the fuck out. Dropped him with a, a smooth combination with one arm. Yeah, another another kind of crazy fact. That dude outweighed me by a hundred pounds. Yeah, he was a lot. He was pretty big. He was <laughs> yeah. a big dude. Yeah, so nice. Have you talked to that guy at all? You... Yeah, I talked to him. He's pretty. He's actually a really nice guy. Um, he's like one of the first people I fought. He was like all being all nice to me. I got the weigh-ins and stuff. I'm like, man, this is weird. Like, I'm about ready to fight you, and you're being all nice and shit. <laughs> yeah, what's your what's your angle, buddy? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, he's actually a really nice guy. So that's cool. I mean, a lot of fighters are though, dude. Yeah. Like uh, Raiden, the dude we just had on two episodes ago. He's a jujitsu guy working on a uh, boxing, and he's like the sweetest dude ever. Like seriously, he's the nicest guy ever. It's pretty he's crazy. Like, and like m- most fighters that I've met, I've met some douchebags for sure. I mean, you're gonna have that, but most guys are just even tempered and got have their shit together up there. Yeah, for the most part, I think you know most most. If you come from a good gym, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I think for the most part, most people are like that. Except you know, I think sometimes the money and stuff like the. Higher up and uh, shit, those guys do it kind of, they do it for their own. That's different. But like a guy like uh, Don King. No. I know he's not a boxer. I did see him once in Vegas. Uh, who's a dude that keeps going up against Usman? He's a. Uh, uh, Masvidal? No. No, 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 no. The. Oh, Cody. Or uh, Co- Colby. 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 Yeah. That's he's a good example. Is like, apparently that dude is like the nicest guy ever. Like yeah. outside of being like promoting fights, but when he's promoting a fight, he puts on like the biggest fucking douchebag persona. Like it's like a wrestling thing. He's just playing a character. Yeah, he he actually they were gonna kick him from the UFC, and he he knew he had to do something. Yeah, so that's what he he did because he was really talented, but kind of. Like boring when it you came a to shtick. Yeah, that kind of sucks. I hate that you have to have a shtick now. Yeah, that is fucking kind of lame. But it, it makes it exciting. Conor McGregor proved that. Yeah, it's like, and he's the biggest draw ever. And like, so that's what Colby's like. Okay, I'm gonna do that. Yeah, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna just be. He 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 goes pretty intense. He talks a lot of shit. It's like um. Almost like, uh, God damn it, I keep drawing blanks on names. Brennan Stimpy. Dude, that doesn't help when you do that. Because then I just like think about that, and then I'm like, what was I going to say? It's big. It's heavy. It's wood. <clears throat> Ask a question, Bill. Log, logs. <laughs> What's your favorite cartoon? Saturday morning cartoons where you... I don't know. Um... Or, or like movies or, or um, like you have any good favorite like boxing movies or TV shows that kind of kind of tell a great story that you can think of or, or even a good book, comic, song even? Is there anything? Um, I, I mean. I'm, I'm putting you on the spot here. <laughs> I mean, I like all boxing movies, man. I mean, my whole life's been focused so much on boxing lately. It's kind of, you know, anything I, you know, since I was 15, I've basically just surrounded myself with everything boxing. So do you you watch MMA fights, though, or do you mostly just watch, when you're watching fights, you're watching boxing? I watch the MMA fights and UFC fights. Um, I I do. I I just, I personally like boxing better, but I just, I'm Well, it's a preference thing, and they're totally different. 
Yeah. Like, for real, I personally like both. I like watching older boxing fights. Yeah, I don't uh, really... I like watching newer ones, too, but, like, I think the 90s and 80s... Were way better. For boxing. But that was, like, the heavyweight thing. Everyone, Everything was focused on, like, the heavyweight division, so I think it's kind of better now that it's spread out and dudes are more popular throughout every weight class. Yeah, and, and, like, you get some good boxing fights, like, at the higher level, but, like, a lot of these dudes now, they, they just, like, pad their records till they get, you know, like, 20 and 0, and then they have a big fight. Chael Sonnen, that's the name. I'm sorry, I didn't no, mean to cut good. you off, you're but good. fucking Chael Sonnen was, like, the fucking king of, like, doing the, the whole WWE thing and, like, yeah. you know, being a fucker. And talking a bunch of shit and hyping a fight up because people yeah he started dig it. that shit. Yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're good. You're but good. it like fucking was like <laughs> bam. Okay, go ahead. Or did I fucking? I just totally derail? lost. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool, <laughs> dude. Uh, uh, a good thing this is a podcast and not like a radio show, huh? But they kind of do that, like on Howard Stern and shit. But they can get away with that. He should start doing podcasts and like, what? Oh yeah, boxing movies. Oh, I I, I just like all the I like all boxing movies and everything. So uh, Mike Tyson, do you think he's a, a genius or a fool? What? Mike I, I like Mike Tyson. Um, I think uh, I think for his era, he he did, he was really good, but. I think if he'd have fought like Ali and Frazier and all this, I don't think he'd have had a chance. Oh, Stylistically, really? do you, you really think? you think so? I just think those guys were too good. Uh, do you, stylistically, do you pull from any one boxer or kind of genre or anything? Um, I like I I tried to study like all boxers. Like I I watched Tyson, Floyd Mayweather, Pacquiao. I like to watch them all, and I try to do my own thing, but. Just try to take a little bit from everybody. I really like like Roberto Durand and mm-hmm. people like that. So, well, someone... you have more of a power style though, right? Like you do you like so? What sort of defense do you favor as far as like like you're just going in trying to plant your feet and like get close or? Yes. I mean that kind of seemed like you were you were trying to just get in there and so I mean what's your like what punch do you favor as far as like what are you trying to land? My left hook. Nice. So that's my that's my good to go punch. But since I've been fighting heavyweight, I have to get in close. I'm fucking way shorter. <laughs> yeah. You mentioned that when we were talking as far as like of course, like heavyweight's not your natural weight class. So yeah, no, fighting I... dudes way bigger than you. So, what would be your ideal weight class? Do you think I I was fighting like one forty, one forty seven, but I don't think I'll ever get down there. If I could hit like one sixty again, I'd be happy. I feel pretty confident one sixty, one seventy five. Yeah, I was thinking like one seventy. Just like watching that fight, like seeing how he was, how much bigger he was. And I was like, dude, if he could, yeah, if you could bring it down and you, yeah. you, like if you're knocking dudes out at heavyweight and fast enough, you know what I mean? Fast enough to land it and everything. So, and perfectly, like you were fine there. So if you drop down. You would totally like if you land on dudes at that weight, they're gonna go down. Yeah, like, they're going definitely. down. I like even if I yeah, I'd say one seventy, one seventy five. I think I'd be fine too. I'm always gonna be the shorter fighter because I'm not tall. But I mean, I've kind of I've made my style to where that I doesn't move my always head matter. Around. Yeah, that doesn't always matter. Like not always. Mike Tyson was short. Yeah, like a like good example. Mike Tyson's what five nine. He looked huge on the video yeah. game. Well, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I think he, he got to be the peanut gallery every once in a while because he wasn't like really a natural heavyweight. He probably could have fought a weight class lower, yeah, or a couple lower. But that, like I said, in the 80s, 90s, nobody cared about the other weight classes, it yeah. was all about 
who was heavyweight champion. Yep. And he had the power, like I was saying about you, like you got the power to do that, go up there and do well. Yeah. But like, yeah, and he was, he was fast. And this is where I was going to make the point. Like, I think, I don't know. I think if uh, Mike Tyson fought Ali, that'd be interesting. I think that'd be, that would be more a question of like, who could win the most fights in a if they fought 10 times or something. Yeah, and like I said... Like, I mean, one fight would not be enough to, like, settle who no. was better. Because I think it's just who who's better on that day. Because yeah. Mike Tyson had a really complicated style anyway. His ability to move around, move his head, head movement, his defense on top of that crazy fucking left hook that you just take your face off with. Yeah. And like so, he was a g- excellent combination of athleticism, speed, technique, and devastating power. Yeah. Like he was like the perfect storm, and he had a lunatic of a trainer in Cuss. Yeah, who like hit, he would he used to hypnotize him. Yeah, I was reading about. And that. He would fucking hypnotize him, and then he would go wa- and then tell him. You're a fucking god, like, among men. You cannot lose to these fucking clowns. Like, like all the things he would say in his post-fight or, like, before the fight was all shit Cuss would tell him while he was hypnotizing him. And then he would go watch these fucking, like, actual real footage of old fights, like, all the time. Yeah. So Mike Mike Tyson, as far as, like, knowing history and, like, boxing and... Like, he's one of the greatest minds out there as far as, Definitely. like, knowledge. Yeah, he, he studied a lot of people, you know, to make him... Mm-hmm. He's obsessed with... He was obsessed. He's like, I have to be... I gotta be the best there is. Like, yeah. in, like he was, too. Like, but, in some people's eyes, like you said, you think... But I think that, like I said, that's more a question of who's better on what day. Yeah, I agree. Because they're two different styles it, it would have been it would have definitely been a very interesting fight to watch i mean i think like i said you know if you think you think about it i mean if tyson landed on him it would have been bad news for ali mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but could he though that was that's the thing because uh ali was if he, in his elusive. prime and when in his prime he was he well was you good. gotta think about fighters in their prime you can't and people tend to think about fighters like as far as their last performance or their last loss. Yeah. And it's like you can't, you shouldn't do that. For one yeah. thing, you should look at people in their prime and go, look at what he did yeah. when he was fucking firing on all, on all cylinders. Like, what a bad motherfucker. And I, and I, and got- that's the way I tend to think about it. And I, that's why I'm, I think, a big fan of old fights too. Yeah. It's like I can go back and watch fights I've seen. Yeah, me too. And just like over and over and over again because I'm like, I know what's gonna happen, but like I just that that shit's you know, yeah, that's where it's at. Like that shit's awesome. Yeah, I like I like watching the older fights more than the new ones. I really. know. I mean, I, I personally, I mean, the way they they're getting the boxing, I feel like they're turning a lot of fans away from it just because mm. you know they're padding all these dudes' records and shit, and it's. So which fights should I watch? I haven't watched too much. What would be, where would you send me to go to Ooh, get a good, a good classic question. education? Oh, Dude, uh, where to, yeah, that's a good question. Where to start, like. I mean, I think I might have seen. Yeah, I mean, I mean of course, like we're talking. The bare knuckles fight at Casper. You could, well, dude, if you wanted to watch old fights, like we're saying, go watch some all these fights. Go watch some uh, Mike Tyson's. <laughs> Sugar Ray Leonard. And if you don't want to watch whole fights, go through a highlight reels of knockouts first and just get into, like, watching somebody get fucking knocked the fuck out, yeah, which is what most people want to see anyway. Yeah. Which is, like, that's cool, but I get more into, like, the technical aspect, watching head movement and, like, seeing a dude slip a punch in a smooth way is, like, really exciting to me, too. Just, yeah. like, really high-level technique. Watching Floyd Mayweather avoid punches the way he does, definitely. It's it's uh, poetry in motion, literally. Like it's he's an artist. Like 
and literally the best. I don't know if you agree, but like I think he's the best defensive boxer of all time, that, and like a master of the Philly shell, like no doubt. I, I would say he's up there with the top of the defensive. I think he'd probably be the best. He definitely took the smartest fights. <laughs> oh yeah, well he yeah, definitely later on, as yeah. the smartest, smartest fighter for sure because he he took a lot of the fights at the right times. And he never is out of shape either. Oh no, like he's always in shape and like and like training. So he's a legit athlete. Like, he's a bad motherfucker. Yeah. But like you said, he makes smart decisions too. He did. I, th- you know, it would have been. I think if he fought Pacquiao a little bit, oh, he, it'd have been way harder. He, <laughs> it'd have been a lot harder. I, I think he probably still would have won, but it'd have been a lot harder fight than he had. I feel. Yeah, he knew that. But so, and it's like he. It's not to say he didn't think he could win, but it's like, dude, how much damage do I want to take? Like, yeah, and like, like we said, he's the greatest defensive boxer of all time, master of the, like he the his style is the philly shell so it's like you know using your shoulder and rolling and like so and uh what i think the only weakness of that is like the inside hook right yeah or a lot of times the, sh- the it philly shell chin. you can if you come over with the overhand right you can get caught too if you're yeah. not paying attention but there's not if you can do it well like you can stand right in front of somebody, you're like they do a lot. They'll lean into the ropes and just like yeah, slip around punches and like you use your shoulder as a shield, and like you'll let punches skip off that and let it roll off you. Definitely, it's fucking it's super smooth, bro. Super smooth. It's I think I'm that seeing it like as a ninja turtle, like with sh- turtle shell. It all, yeah, that's well, that's why they call it that. A roll because mm-hmm. you're like shelling up like a turtle and like letting it glance off there so even if you hit take a punch it's like grazing off you as you turn away from it as, yeah. as opposed to like taking it all the way on the chin yeah he, like, that was a good thing mayweather did too he would uh you know he, he wasn't getting hit with super clean shots there was only a couple mm-hmm. times so, he got hit real clean there's only a couple couple of times in his career that he's been hit like hard. Yeah. Because of that. Yeah. So where are we at on time here, Billiam? We're sitting right around an hour. Nice. Um. So tell us more about what you're trying to do with the motivational stuff. Um, as far as, so you said you were trying to reach out to like troubled youth like, uh, tell us more about that stuff because that's like why we want you here too is like not just about the fights but more about like what you're doing in that motivational space so so really what i'm trying to do to just become like more of like a speaker and go speak at events be like a coach like i'm i'm working on being like a mindset coach to people helping people change you know the way they think about stuff um, that, that's kind of where my goal is going. I, I really would like to make that my career and not, you know, mm-hmm. make it so I can, you know, I feel more fulfilled when I get to be able to help somebody and, uh, help change them. And like I said, I keep doing the gym and I really like being able to teach people things like that. Uh, I'm still gonna, I still got a couple more years of fighting left in me too. Yeah. How, so, old, how old are you? I'm 30. So. Okay. Yeah. You're not probably about. I mean, uh, a lot of dudes peak around in their 30s, like early 30s. So, yeah, you got, like, good, plenty of time. Yeah. And I'm excited to see, like, what you do in your next fight because I know you're, like, on a whole new level, like, motivated, like, you personally. Yeah. And, like, to be able to go, oh, yeah, I want to, like, motivate people, that means that you're motivated. So, yeah. Yeah, it's just, you know, that's the biggest thing. I just, I feel better when I'm able to help somebody. And I just, I think that there's a lot of, a lot of people that need that. And I just want to be that for people, you know, like how my coach was for me. If I wouldn't have had my coach, I'd probably be in jail or dead, you know. Um, I, I tried to take my life uh, when I was a, a teenager. And uh, thankfully, it didn't happen. <laughs> so, um, yeah, thank goodness, man. They're like, yeah, like you, we lose too many people to that bullshit. Like, and like, it's just 
it's not bullshit. Like whatever's going on in your mind, I just it sucks when you lose really good people that are you know. And that that's like what's crazy to me is like people that like successful people that motivate others, and they still take their lives over. It's that's nuts. That's nuts to me. Yeah, it's like, uh, but not not really when you think about like when you're depressed to how you feel and like that kind of stuff doesn't matter. Yeah, I th- and I think too like a lot of the people that that are doing like trying to do the motivational kind of route and things like that. I'm trying to do too. They all had they all had shitty pass. You yeah, know, you have they were to. able to overcome it. And I think you know a lot of the things that I went through as a kid and. You know, being locked up as a kid and the shit I did, I, I think I can, you know, reach a lot of these kids maybe and help them, maybe help them make some better decisions. Mm-hmm. So if you could give them one piece of advice, what would be something you'd tell somebody, like an at, at-risk kid? I would say uh, find a sport or something you really like and devote your life to it. I think, you know, being disciplined and... Finding something you really want to do is is definitely a way to change your life around. So, and that's what boxing was for you. Yeah, that's you know, boxing. Save you know, did it save me? You know, I spent my fifteenth uh, birthday locked up in WBI when I was a kid. So, uh, you know, and I think you know, I did a lot of stuff. You know, I'm not proud of when I was a kid and. You know, thank God that my coach came around when he did because he was able to, you know, show me and and actually believe in me and get me to believe in myself because I know a lot of people, That's huge. they lose, you know, they if you don't believe in yourself, you won't, you're not going to go very far, so. Dude, I've totally fought out, like, doing this podcast is that for me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I went through really hard time about, like I came out of it when we started doing this, probably like so, like nine months, yeah, year-ish. So like I fought depression really hard for a long time, and I like, but the whole time I was listening to podcasts, I would hear people like you, people that would say things like what you you just said, like yeah. you have to, like happiness is not this perpetual state of bliss where you're just. Fucking riding a fucking unicorn down a rainbow, <laughs> sliding while it's shitting cupcakes and shit. Yeah. Like, it's doing things that make you happy about being you, like, to yep. where you go, I want to do that, and you go do it. Yeah. And, like, yeah, you might suck at it at first, and our fucking first episodes are not that good. <laughs> but we kept, we kept coming back, like, every week. And our show's getting better and better, and we're and like it makes me happy. As far as like, so it doesn't have to be a sport or whatever, but like physical fitness is important too. Yeah. Like being physical, like making yourself tired, doing the hard things Definitely. that you think you can't do, and then when you do it, you feel better about being you, and that kind of shit stacks up. It does. And then you build that confidence and you feel better about who you are. And maybe that thing you initially jump on doesn't, isn't that thing for you right away, but you will eventually find it. And you will, like, but keep doing those little things, like you were saying earlier. Keep doing the little things and you'll feel better about who you are. You you definitely will. I mean, yeah, like I said, it doesn't have to be a sport. It could be anything. If you like to draw or you like to do yeah. anything, man. Really, podcasting, anything. If, if, music if you me. love it. Music, yeah. If you love it and you feel like you can do it all the time, then do it all the time. Yep, I agree. Do it all the time and don't listen to what the fuck anybody tells you about what the fuck you should be doing be like bitch this is what i like fuck yourself yeah i had i had a lot of teachers in school i remember when i was boxing they're like whoa that's stupid you're you're fucking stupid i found this teacher that you know this i had on fucking i had in school and after i fought on tv i sent her a picture of my fucking check and i told her this is more money than you made all year so fuck you (laughs) 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 <laughs> so Hell yeah, dude like yeah, how so. many stories do you hear about people where their teachers were telling them they were fuck ups and 
There's kids making millions yeah. playing video games. I know, just bro. Watching people play. So video what the games fuck? Ever you like, do that shit. Like, yeah. do it. Unless it's be- like heroin. Yeah, <laughs> you should probably or just meth. not do or meth. Yeah. And don't do drugs. Yeah. Drugs so that bad, like okay. that's the line. Don't do drugs. And like, if you want to kill hookers, don't do that either. <laughs> yeah. Murder is usually a bad idea. Yeah. All so like all the bad stuff but if you're like a psychopath you're not gonna you're not listening you're gonna to be like this anyways. is fine <laughs> this is fine they said do what i love yeah someone go stalk people and... i love killing hookers <laughs> <laughs> dude i gotta pee so bad you guys gotta keep chatting while i do do that don't pause it i'll be right back so uh, you were talking about your coach earlier uh, what are some other kind of gems or wisdom that you can kind of share with us that he's giving you through the years. Um, he, you know, the biggest thing that I think he had for me was believing in my, he got me to believe in myself. Cause you know, when I first was boxing, that's right. I didn't, I had everybody telling me I wasn't going to do anything. I, my, I didn't have my family to, you know, push me really. I, you know, I had all the teachers telling me I wasn't going to do anything. And so like, I was super like, you know, I was doing it, but I wasn't like fully committed, you know, and uh having him like actually show me like hey man you can do this like you're good enough you're good enough to do this was really what you know got me is it was it from kind of the confidence of the boxing and that together they kind of is that what's what happened with the coaching and kind of bringing that to you yeah no definitely i've i've always wanted to coach boxing too and but like you know i just you know i i personally just this the mindset coach and stuff i like Really, like, after he passed, you know, I just really was, I was really down for a while, and I was like, man, I was like, there's really got to be something, like, I feel like I'm meant for more than just what I'm doing, Um, Mm -hmm. and it just, you know, I sat and I prayed about it, and I feel like God kind of just answered my prayers and said, hey, man, you can do this, and I thought, I'm like, oh, man, I never thought about that. Cause you know I see a lot of people doing this shit, and I think it's <laughs> a lot of that shit. It's bullshit. But I, I truly, I truly believe, you know, that that it can it can be something. So yeah. What, what was the coach's name? Mike Champion. Okay, it's Champion Boxing. Yep. So yeah, a little a little bit about him too. He was like in the original Total Recall movie and like Beverly Hills Cop and he did a lot of like movies and things like that. So what did they what did he do in those? Um he was like bad guys in most of them. He's like I can't You remember like the Toy Soldiers uh movie? Um the one where the kids are like in the it's vaguely, but yeah. Yeah, he's a, he got he's the dude that died in the helicopter at the end of the movie. <laughs> Nice. And then uh, he uh, in the Beverly Hills Cop, he's one of the bad guys. He punches Eddie Murphy in the stomach, and uh, man, he did a lot of stuff. He was in this like I think it was like Star Trek or something. I don't know. This might be one he knew. He was some man. I can't remember what the hell. It was. He's like some something where he had to like paint up his face. He was like a little glob. What does he have an IMDb page? Yeah, he I does. Check that out sometimes. Yeah, you'll have to. I might have a picture too. I could probably, I'll try to find it of him too, where he was in there. So, dude, if somebody wanted to kind of get into boxing or get a little tease about it, what would you recommend? How would they start? Um, just come down to the gym, um, in the Atrium Plaza, um, or there's the Casper Boxing Club too. I, I, I don't, I used to train with them too. Um, yeah, Clayton's but, amazing too. You can't go really go wrong with. Sorry, I'm back. That was a lot of pee. Hey, thanks for sharing. I had two beers. That's a lot for me. But anyway, sorry, didn't mean to cut you off. But you really can't go wrong here in town. Go ahead. Yeah, and like I said, if you come over to the gym here, um, I'll let you try it out a few times for free. Um, you know, if you can't afford it, we'll fi- I'll figure it out. We'll do something. I'll have you like mop the floors or take the trash out or something. So if anybody's you know really wanting to do it or try it, you know, come down to the gym and try it out. Can I just come off the floors and do it? Yeah, come try it out, man. (laughs) Try it out. Yeah, I'll come try it out. (laughs) No, I probably will end up over there, though. Yeah, you should come check it out, man. Because, yeah, I definitely would like to, at the very least, I'm not going to go fight or anything. Yeah. I'm too old for that shit. I'm almost 40. 
There's, which is fucked up to say. I'm, I'm almost 45. Yeah, yeah. He's almost 60. <laughs> Stay off my lawn. <laughs> cool, man. Well, we appreciate you coming on, man. This shit's been awesome. Like, and yeah, on just face, like we Facebook or anything as far as connecting with you. Is there a good way to get a hold of you? Yeah, I've, I'm under like on Instagram and uh, on Facebook. It's Ty Canning or Tyler Can. If you put Tyler or Ty, I'll, I'll pull up. Um, so cool. Um, we really appreciate you coming on, bro. Like, uh, this is really amazing. This is, these are the type of interviews I want to do. So. Yeah, keep us updated when you know you're doing cool stuff. If you got cool. like events or stuff going on, you know, keep keep us posted. Definitely, I will. Yeah, yeah and we'll have you back for sure. If you, yeah, I would love know. to, man. I appreciate you guys having me on. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's been awesome. Um, we're gonna be at the Comic Con. Uh, this well, we were. I should, we were at. Yeah, the we. Con. Oh, we're we're, we're recording pretending this now. In the past. <laughs> we're pretending that we've been there already. So, Comic Con. Check that episode out. Uh, and check out our the Dragon Ball episodes with me and Vince that will be dropping soon. Called Dragon D's Balls. They're just Ouch. a really in-depth look th- at Dragon Ball and <laughs> D's Balls. So If you know Vince, you, you, you know. Hit up the Comic Zone anywhere you get your podcasts. And thecomiczone.com. We got t-shirts. Check them out. Peace. Hasta.